from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week in Nintendo Main, we're going postal with postal brain damage from Hyper Strange Games. Coming out this weekend. Holy crap, I think I like remote play. Hey man, is that you? figured it out welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 407 your place to hear nintendo fans talk about excellent first person shooters that are coming to switch right now and other things we're your hosts i'm trey holy fuckity fuck fuck johnson or holy fuckity fucking fuck johnson make sure you get that right i want i don't want i don't want to misquote (laughs) them (laughs) you don't because it made me laugh out loud when it happened the first time (laughs) i'm jeremy gotta love that dark justiciar Mikowski. I'm John Inscribed Knitter. Ins- you can inscribe to our Patreon. We're back again to talk about video games and whatnot. Let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing. There's a big one that came out from friends of ours that we all have. We all got codes for. Disclaimer. But we can save that, I don't know, till whenever we want to talk. All want to talk about it. Because I know we've all played it. I think you got farther mm-hmm. than I did, John. Yeah, pretty far. Yeah, or or we can just talk about it now since I already said it. There's a there's a game that's coming out on Friday, which is when this is posting, February second, called Postal Brain Damaged. It's from Hyper Strange Games. Our friend Voitech, he's been on the show before. Um, they they came from their company, and actually, this was the game that I was the most anticipating out of all the ones that they had done was the was the Postal Brain Damage one because it's like the game. It's it's my game, my kind of game. You know, obviously, it's a it's your old school first person shooter. It's very nineties. It very much reminds me of stuff like Duke Nukem, like that sort of thing, where it's like even a little bit of Conquer in there too. Conquer's bad for a day because you can pee on everything in the game. Yeah. <laughs> you can whip your dick out and it says sensor there's a censored bar over where your dick would be and you can drink hot sauce and you can pee like burning urine on people and they'll burn and explode and it's yeah. It's it's very much a product of the nineties, but I kind of I kind of love it still for what it I is. I like it that way though. Yeah, and I like that it actually has a good game to back it up. It's not just something you know, Edge Lordy for Edge Lordy's yeah. sake, <laughs> and then nothing else. You know, it's actually like a good game. So it it just it's funny and fun to play. It's very very silly. It has a disclaimer at the beginning of the game too, saying like, you know, we don't mean that you should go kill everybody. <laughs> like you, you kind of have right. to do that because if anybody remembers. And I have the original Postal game for for Switch. You can get it. Like, the original, like, top-down uh, Postal. I think I got it right after we talked to Voitech because I was just very interested yeah. in this game. And uh, and and Postal was on sale. You know, it was, it was like 10 bucks or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out. You know, I played it for a little bit. But it's, like, top-down. And, you'll, you know, you just basically go around and you kill everybody in one section. And then you go to the next one. And that's kind of how the original game works. And I played it for a couple Isn't levels. Isn't that game kind of like Diablo in a sense? I never played it. 
But same kind of mechanics perspective, right? No, I wouldn't say it's like Diablo because Diablo is like okay. an RPG. This is you just go and kill, you just go kill everybody. It's just from gotcha. a top-down perspective. So, uh, and it was you know it was fun enough for what it was. What it was, I played it for a couple weeks, then I kind of you know moved on from it. But this game is you know it's like the game is the you know the I hate this you know the boomer shooter. I hate that term. I prefer to call it a more of a Doom clone, like that sort of thing, like the old school or pixel shooter is another one that I like better to describe those sort of things. But yeah, it's a uh, more accurate. Yeah, it's it's um it's basically about a guy who uh you know, what he loses his TV or something and he goes crazy and just starts killing his neighbors. It's kind of funny because uh the same plot of Beavis and Butthead the movie. <laughs> they don't lose their TV, do they? In that movie they did. Oh, I don't I don't think so. I thought they just I don't know. I don't remember. It's a long time. No, they got the, they got the TV. They got the TV stolen. Oh, they didn't go on a shooting rampage though. In, in Do America, it's been a long time since yeah. I've seen it. There was another movie on Paramount. I watched some of it, and it was there was it was okay. It was not as good. I don't know. I thought it was really dumb. I couldn't finish it. <laughs> it was too. It was too dumb for me. And I liked the newer seasons of Beavis and Butthead that came out like ten years ago or whatever it was. Anyway, yeah, it is. It's kind of that same sort of humor. This guy, like, because he keeps talking about his TV. Like when you go from like you know, level to level. And it's kind of weird because, yeah, it starts off in suburbia and you're just going around and killing all your neighbors. And I'm like, uh, it's like, I was like, should this, I feel weird about this since I just bought a house, but we are definitely not in suburbia. This is not where we're at. It's not suburbia. So Hmm. it doesn't feel like that. But yeah, there's a... So everybody's safe. Yeah, it is. It is weird. Um, It's got, yeah, you got your, uh, you got your, you got your old, an older person with the with like a walker with a shotgun, shotgun that's trying walker, to kill you yeah. like it's very like i don't know you, you kind of have to take the game with a grain of salt i guess because a lot of it's very you know it's overly offensive to be offensive you know it's kind of like if trauma was yeah. a video game kind of like that sort of thing i guess yeah i would say and they're probably tired of this comparison but whatever like south park you know no holds barred sure yeah always over the top the gore the, the grossness the the violence and the uh and everybody's like from what I played so far, like pretty much everything's against you. So it's yeah. not like you're just rampaging; like you're defending yourself. Well, I mean, sort of. kind of. There's a because because in the uh, in the first level, in the suburbia level, which I like the way it's designed. Like it has this, it's cool. It has kind of this crazy art style to it. I like how it has like the. I mean, you got the houses, but it also like has like the roads that kind of like go into the air and like kind of like arc off into the Doctor, distance. Very Doctor like Seuss. That. And, yeah. yeah. Very surreal. Like you start, you start off in this section of suburbia where you think, okay, it's like a cartoony parody of suburbia. But as you go down the street, and then all of a sudden the street is like twisting and it's upside down and loop de loops, and and it's branching off into into like fractal patterns of suburban neighborhoods going in loop de loops. Kind of, like, kind of reminds there's something me. more to this. It's kind of a little bit like, um, what was it? Uh, kind of like Psychonauts, even like that sort of. Uh, art style yeah, true. if you remember that sort of like kind of like tim burtony you know like that that sort of thing yep. and yeah and there's some i found some really interesting stuff in that first level in that first uh area i don't know if any did either of you find there's the funny sim- houses that you go into yeah did anybody find the sims house i didn't find the sims house no explain that though so so i found a house and this is kind of like i don't know I, I mentioned this before it was probably on our patreon episode but when whenever you're playing a video game and you know there's like characters that are always moving and all that but then there's ones that don't move that always kind of freaks me out when like you come to like you know po- polygonal characters that aren't moving for whatever reason so i found this house and it has like people in it with these big giant like green gems like stuck into their heads so like their heads are bleeding and it's supposed to look like 
they jam these big like Sims gems, you know, like you would if you're playing like the Sims games. So it, the ideas that I got was like some some like a serial killer or whatever obsessed with the Sims, like took over this house and killed these people and stuck gems in their heads and basically put them in different places. And there's like people like in the there's like people dead like in the pool with these gems in their heads. There's like people in their like laying in bed like with the gem and and it's just creepy. Just find this house with all these dead people with gems in their heads. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, kind of. On a similar thing, I found a I found some kind of like goth dance party. Everybody was spinning around dancing to like screamo music, which stood out because I saw that too. Yeah, is scored uh, scored by like. that 1950s idealistic you know whatever kind of music and all of a sudden it's just screamo and people are like having a good time and there's witches and stuff in there so there's all kinds of like random stuff like that where they just put it in there because they thought it would be funny and it's funny and it works I, I, what i was going to say from what jeremy was saying earlier about like everybody attacking you in the uh in the in the in the first level, they don't all attack you. There's like certain enemies that will try to kill you, but there's also the neighbors who are just there, who are just running around and they're they scared. They just they're, you get health health points for killing them, so you're like encouraged to you take get them. one health point for killing them. So it's kind of like it's it's kind of the equivalent to uh, licking the water and and uh, Duke Nukem if you ever did that in the original Duke Nukem 3D. You could basically break toilets, and there would be like this water fountain. And if you stood up next to it and pressed the space bar, you would you would get like one health point per like every two seconds or whatever. So if you had enough time, you could get your life completely all the way up from drinking the water out of like the water fountain or the toilets or whatever. That's kind of what this reminds me of. Because it's sort of like, it's like, well, you don't have to kill these people, but if you do, they'll give you health, but they'll just give you a tiny bit of health. So it's kind of supposed to maybe, maybe make you feel a little bad. And when you get later to the other levels, they add other people in there that are just running around scared that you don't have to kill. But the game is fucking hard, so I've just been killing him just to get whatever life I can <laughs> because, I, I don't know, I'm playing it on medium mode, and uh, I was getting my ass handed to me last night. I was trying to, like, get as far as I could, and I got to the I got to the third level where you get to where you get to the border wall, which is like... Yeah, I got to uh, that one. That one was funny. <laughs> which is like, okay, now we're going there, too. So we get to Mexico. It says Mexico. And there's a border well, and there's these there's these jumping beans that are wearing sombreros that oh, you no. fight. So it's yeah. There's some kind of reference too about who's gonna pay for this wall. Oh yeah, they say that at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah. the main the main characters, you know, like I said, he, he's pretty funny. Like it's kind of you know, it's supposed to be over the top, but it's supposed to be like, you know, funny in itself. Um but like I said, as my nickname, you know, where he's like uh <laughs> where he's like, What what the fuck did he fucking fuck or whatever, like uh he just uh, when the first time I heard that he just randomly said it like while I was while I was running around the suburbia level, yeah he said holy holy fuckity fucking fuck, and I uh, and I captured it on the switch just so I would have the actual line of it. But yeah, that that just happened when I was just walking around through somebody's house in the suburbia level, and I was like that's kind of funny. But he'll like you know there was like I was playing the uh, there's like the sewer level what's it called like a uh, bear bareback redemption or something like that. It's supposed to be like Shawshank, but it's yeah. I think that's what the sewage one's called. And there's a part where I was just killing a whole bunch of people at once. And the guy's like, what is this game rated anyway? That's like what the main character said while I was <laughs> killing people. Yeah. And it's kind of like its own sort of commentary on it. But the weapons are really, really interesting that are in there. Like, they're definitely... that. This is what... So, you know, I'm a huge uh, first-person shooter fan, like, of these pixel shooters, like I said. Mostly what I want from these games is, like, 
Number one, interesting weapons. Like you always need to have interesting weapons. Number two, level design, and number th- number three, like interesting enemies or whatever. And like I like like it to be fast paced. And this game is definitely fast paced. Uh, I actually had to turn down the um, the aiming sensitivity because it was so high when I started it because it was just like way. It starts a little high, but that's quick yeah. fix. Yeah, I, had to turn yeah. it down. I turned it. I turned it. Well, I, I mentioned it on the Slack that I sh- you should turn it down because it's way too high. But it's supposed to be play. It's supposed to be very very fast paced. But I like the weapons a lot. Like you get this, uh, you get this hand pistol that has like a TV screen on it, and you can basically like kind of do like an aiming thing where it'll auto aim and it'll kind of like cool. shoot like four or five uh, shots off with the auto aim. Yeah, that's for your basic weapon too. Yeah. That's yeah. that's really cool. Even your basic weapon has something that's like very useful and satisfying to use. And I and I never got to the point where I completely ran out of ammo. So, uh, so no, that was, so, so I feel like there's a good amount of ammo running around. Uh, there you also get, I think before that you get a chainsaw on a stick that you can wave at people, <laughs> which is pretty, yep. pretty funny. Like it's basically a, a chainsaw tied to a stick. So it's very much like that sort of thing. Uh, you get a shotgun you can use it to deflect things. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you can deflect stuff too. You can actually kick stuff back at people with your foot, which is pretty funny. Uh, it, you hit a button and you, and it, you see like his foot with the, with like a sandal on, like uh, a sandal, kick, yeah. kick like uh, projectiles back at people. If you hit the sec- uh, bu- the button twice, then you see the other foot with the sandal. Hit the button three times, you hear you see both feet stick out. <laughs> How is he doing this? Yeah, I was gonna say that because uh, when I was in the the sewer slash prison level, uh, I was well, like, what you know? There's like there's basically cellmates that are wearing like prison outfits, and their pants are hanging down. You can see the butt cracks or whatever. And uh, I was in, there's this one where you go to like all these different prison cells and I went up and I was like, I'm just going to kick this guy to death. So I just started doing the kick move. And yeah, it's like, it's like right, right leg, left leg, both legs. And it's, it's pretty hilarious. I didn't expect that. That's a nice attention to detail though there. I really appreciate that. Did you find the uh, dildo crossbow? Yeah, I did. I did. So uh, it, it's funny. called the penetrator, right? Is it what's called the penetrator? <laughs> yeah. And it, it's basically a, it's basically a, um, what do you call it? Um, sniper it's, it's basically rifle. A, it's basically a sniper rifle, but it's a bow and arrow. It's a sniper rifle, bow and arrow, with a really giant, like ribbed, like butt plug uh, dildo thing. They're shooting at people, and they're really long, and it's pretty hilarious. Wobbly. Yeah, it's very, it's very much uh, what. But if like you're just a, like, yeah. if you're just holding the weapon and you like, you know, have the Z trigger pulled and it's ready to go, whatever, and you move it around, the dildo wobbles. That was funny. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of detail to it physics yeah also uh let's see what other weapons are there, there's the you get the machine gun that has the time bombs like that like that was cool too where it has a little uh has a little alarm clock in the gun and you throw the bomb and it basically creates oh, yeah. creates cool. like a, a sphere and it's and it freezes mm-hmm. everything that's inside of it so that's the time bomb as it's called it's called the time bomb and it'll stop including the bullets so if you the, shoot at the if you shoot at the time bomb all your bullets will freeze inside it, and then when the time bomb is up, dissipates, your bullets all like shoot out in a rain of hellfire. Oh wow! Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that because yeah. I just went in there. Like I would, I would freeze them, and then I went into the thing, and then I shot them inside of it. So maybe I was close enough. Yeah, if you, if you notice, them. if you're inside, if you're inside and you're shooting, 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 nothing gets actually shot outside. But then a few seconds later, when the, the blue sphere goes away, it all just hits at once. Oh, because I went inside and killed something that was frozen inside of the bowl, but I was in the I was in the sphere also, so maybe that was why it was working. I don't know because I was able to shoot something in there. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of cool weapons like that. You get a there's a shotgun 
which, you know, every first-person shooter has to have a good shotgun. Shotgun's always, like, my favorite weapon in these games. Uh, this one has, like, a... It, it looks like it's made out of, like, old, like, Pepsi and Coke bottles or whatever. It says, like, Pepsi and Coke on the side. And it has a hookshot also, which is actually was in Doom Eternal. Oh, had that awesome. had a, that as well. Doom Eternal had the hookshot hook shot, shotgun. So it's like, well, I've done so this before. So you'll zoom in. Yeah on whoever you're aiming at and then blast them with a shotgun directly in the face. Yeah. You basically, you know, get over here, but you, you know, you, but you come to them like that sort of thing, like the mortal Kombat scorpion, uh, spear move, but out with a shotgun. That's, that actually gives you some good opportunities for aerial combat too. Cause there's these guys who hover around and, and Oh yeah. The big, the big floaty uh, guys that throw, that throw, throw hamburgers. Guys throw hamburgers. Those guys are so annoying. I don't like those guys at all. <laughs> They're annoying, but you can like aim up at them with that shotgun hook shot. Hook shot shotgun. Then you'll fly up in the air, and if you got a couple of them in a row, you can string it together to just do this awesome aerial move, flying from dude to dude and shooting them. I've never seen that in a first person shooter. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do, and well, in in the uh, in like the suburbia level, like there is like some like uh, platforming that where you use the hook shot as well. Like there's a couple of times where you have to like hit a target and it'll pull you like from, you know, to like a different area and you, you can kind of platform around like that. There, there was one time in the suburbia area where I was kind of lost and I found like a blue door and I didn't know how to open it. And I was like, I, I was like, I need a fucking blue key. How do I find a blue key? Oh, yeah. And I'm just walking around and there's this big giant fucking billboard that says blue key through here. And then I like went through a tunnel and then you, and then there's another billboard that says blue key here, and it's like pointing to the house next to it. And then I went in the house, and, the I, got, house and I got blue the blue key. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was just really funny that it worked out for, that I happened to be like, "Where's the blue key?" And I turn around, and there's a giant sign that says blue key, and I'm like, "That's," I was like, "That just worked perfectly for me." I don't know if it worked like that for everybody, but it was just kind of like, "Oh wow, that's hilarious it, that it it just happened at the exact like right time." When I was trying to find the blue key. And then you get the blue key and then you're faced with like an onslaught of enemies. And then once you defeat them, you're on your way. You turn around and go you're on your way back out. And there's a sign or something, isn't there? That's like, oh, you got the blue key. Now get out of here. <laughs> you know, something like that. Oh, I was going to ask you about that part because I was having the hardest fucking time with that onslaught of enemies. Like I was, I just kept dying and dying and dying. And I was going post on myself. I'm like yelling at the TV and being like, fuck you. Because the, the amount of like, I don't know what level you're playing on, but I'm playing on regular medium mode and it, regular, they, they yeah. take a lot, a lot of fucking life away from one hit. Like you lose a ton of life constantly. So it was just, I was just dying left and right. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to kill these guys. I'm just going to go in the house. And I just went into the house and, 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 and the level ended. I didn't have to kill any of them. <laughs> so I just went in the house and there there's there's basically a remote for a TV in there and you go and click on the remote and then you get stuck in a cage and then you go to the next level. That's that's how it ended for me. I don't know if that's how it no, ended. I didn't for try you. that. Yeah. I don't think I tried that. I just went into the house behind him because I was so tired of trying to kill him. Well, cuz there's like, you know, you got the dogs that are attacking you, but you also there's like six or seven of the of the old guys with the shotguns and they can hit you from really far away like while you're trying to kill the dogs, so like you're already losing a whole lot of life. And then there's the there's like the there's the pizza slices that are there's like a circle of pizza slices that you can get. But also, like, if you get too close, you're getting shot. And then, the, and then the guys with the hamburgers, the floating guys, show up. And then there's the extra dogs that have the dog houses on top of them that are even harder. Oh, yeah. and they'll kill you in like one hit. So I mean, it, it's like an onslaught of enemies where it's like one after another after another. I remember the okay, the pizza slices one. 
was that with the blue key or was that separate from the blue? I think there was two battles. There was the blue key battle, which I got out of, but then there was another one down the road. Yeah, I guess it wasn't the blue key battle because this was at the end of the end of the level. Like you yeah. go you go up a yeah. hill and then and then it just like really a hard. whole bunch of shit appears and they throw and, and it's like wave after wave after wave. It starts off with the dogs and the shotgun guys, and then it's the floaty guys with the with the hamburgers. And then it's the dogs with the with the dog houses on them that are like really powerful, where you have to shoot them a bunch of times. And I never got past that, yeah. so I just was like, "Fuck this!" Okay. And I went into the house and ended the level. But I didn't know that I could just not kill them and just go inside, which is good because I was getting fucking pissed. Yeah, I had to play it a bunch of times. I think I probably played that spot for a good hour before I beat it. But I mean, it was fun the whole time. I didn't, I didn't shout "fuck the fuck fucking fuck this." I did. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a good time. It was just challenging. Yeah. the the one thing uh, The one thing I will say uh, negative about this game, and uh, maybe there'll be a patch down the road, but gyro controls, guys. Let's let's add some gyro controls on there. There's no gyro. That's gonna be aiming. standard for every gun game, first and third person. You really miss it, and I, you know, I, yeah. like I can control well enough, but you still want like that just little like extra, just like you Pinpoint. know, where you kind of just move a little bit to get that perfect headshot and all that, and. I think it should be in every every game that involves aiming. Like it's really nice to just have that little nudge, you know, that'll get it perfect. Agreed. But overall, great game. You know, great job on it, on it to to everybody who worked on it. I thought it was a fantastic game. Then, uh, you know, how, how many games? I'm not that familiar with the Postal series. How many games are there in the series now? I would guess this is the best one. Well, I mean, there's. I think it's like. I think it's kind of like Doom in its own way. You know, where there was like one game that like made a that made like a huge impact and there was a whole bunch of other games that like spun off from that, from different developers, you know, like I like whoever made this isn't like whoever made the original postal and all that from what I, from what I gathered when I researched like however many years ago, but the original postal game came out in 1997. It was on dreamcast. Even look at that. I didn't even know. Oh. I didn't know. I didn't know there was a postal dreamcast game. <laughs> that, that's gotta be rare. So postal there's postal, uh, 1997 postal special delivery, Postal 2, Postal 2, Share the Pain, Postal 2, Apocalypse Weekend, Postal 3, Postal 3, Paradise, Postal 2, Paradise Lost, Postal Redux, Postal 4, No Regrets. There's a lot of Postal games. There's a whole bunch of, uh, and then there's the spinoff. There's uh, Postal 2, Corkscrew Rules, Postal Babes, Postal Mobile, Postal Brain Damaged, the one that we played. Then I guess there's Poostal Royale, <laughs> also. But yeah, there's a bunch of different things i guess from what i heard in the movie you guys ever watched the postal movie oh yeah there's a movie no. too no i never saw it which they referenced at the top of the game i thought that was funny did they what they say they did yeah it's like one of the maybe the first three or four sentences of game where he, he's sitting there lamenting his his tv being stolen and he starts talking about this german director making bad movies and i forget what the reference is but watch the opening of the game again it's like right there there's a straight up postal reference to the postal movie oh okay yeah i remember him like you know he there's a you know there's like a voiceover at the very beginning like talking about all the different stuff and i didn't know i yeah, i really didn't catch that I, i figured he was i don't know talking about somebody else yeah i'm really bad at this game but i could see the appeal um i even tried playing it on the easiest mode and was still having trouble to be honest yeah, it's a it's a difficult game, and uh, you should also save save a lot. That's another thing I I wanted to say. Yeah, I I got the furthest I had gotten, but I only but I only had one point of health, so I just kept dying immediately. Yeah, there's also 
Sometimes there's auto saves, but sometimes they like save at the wrong time. Where like I like that second level when I beat the second level, I made it to like the 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 border wall level, and I came out with like ten health, and I was just getting killed. So I was like, well, fuck this. So then I went back to the level before and tried to get through with more health. You know that sort of thing. I also found the font to be really small on the game. It was kind of hard for me to read what the uh, what what it said for the save files because it was the font is really tiny. Like when you're trying to load your saves, I had to use the um, the zoom function on the on the switch. I mean, I guess it depends on how close you're sitting to your TV or whatever. But even like my 40 inch TV down here, I was sitting, I could hardly read it because the font is really tiny. Also, it's like it's like yellow and purple or something like that. It's kind of hard to to tell what it is same thing when like the when i got a new weapon and there's weapon descriptions i had to zoom in on it because its font is really tiny compared to like the rest like here's the here's the screen and the font's like here in the middle it's like really small so i don't know if you had that the rest the rest of us got this game to shoot stuff trey got the game to read well i want to know what it says about the about the guns and i and i want to know which (laughs) fucking save file i need to load it should be able to tell me you know, I need I need to save like I, I you know I save scum like crazy in these games. So I need I need to know which one I need. I, I need to know what the time is so I know which one's what. You know, because they all look the fucking same. So just saying, fonts tiny, big big explosions, tiny fonts. That's my that's my review of this game. No, I think I think it's a lot of fun if you like uh, if you like first person shooters, and that sort of thing. Like I we do. do. If you like if you like the Doom the Doom clones and whatnot, they're called boomer shooters, Trey. No. <laughs> Pixel shooters is what I call them. Pixel shooters is a better name than boomer shooters. Boomer, they all have pixels. It's like it's like we're all like seventy years old or something and playing these games. Back in my day, back in my day, you could. I mean, they didn't. You could buy all the new games with a single income (laughs) and two houses. Yeah, right. Just to to celebrate the release of this game, I decided to throw together a top five, a list of my top five favorite Doom type games, Doom clones pixel shooters that you can play on switch right now if you really like uh i mean definitely get postal brain damage but you can also get these games i put an honorable mention on there too which i've talked about before honorable mention is a game called fashion police squad which is the same same letters as first person shooter which i think is funny uh where you go around and you have different weapons that are like one weapon is like a sewing machine and you use different things that to basically get rid of people who dress badly so if you run into people wearing socks and sandals you can just shoot them make them get rid of make that was always one of my most hated things socks and sandals hate that shit but yeah it's a funny game where you can go around and try to fix people's uh, fashion faux pas and whatnot you should check that out there's some there's some fun uh platforming in it as well number five proteus it's a 2d hd in the form of first person shooter it has world maps too and i i like the how much you can tweak the graphics like you can basically make the enemies be sprites or or polygonal and all that sort of thing which all which is really cool and you can change like the fuzziness to it or like how pixelated it is and stuff like that i never made it all the way through this game but this game was really fun to play and i should go back and beat it this is the one i remember it's a really I, nice looking game i remember i got it ahead of time like it was like released and then pulled and then but i got it cuz i bought it on the day so i had it like a week before cuz they pulled it to fix some bug which i never ran into on that one but yeah, it's, it's a cool-looking game. Uh, if Like I said, if you like this game, check that out. Uh, Warhammer Bolt Gun, that was another game that I had a ton of fun with. Uh, it's, you know, pixel shooter. You can run around and kill characters from the Warhammer universe. You can flip off characters just by hitting a button, which I forgot uh, in Postal Damage, whenever you can interact with anything, your uh, aim reticule turns into a middle finger. So I thought that was very, you know, to add on to the edgelordiness of it, 
where it's like, you can open this, uh, you can open this refrigerator here. Here's a middle finger to the refrigerator. So it's okay, refrigerator. Like, like everything is fuck you, fuck you, you know. It's like a queer song in, in video game form. Like everything is fuck you, fuck you. That's cool. But um, yeah, Warhammer Bolt Gun was fun. You can flip off enemies and you can cut them in half with a chainsaw like at any time, that sort of thing. That was another one I didn't get all the way through because I got stuck on a boss, but it's still like in the back of my mind. I really, really want to go back and play it because it's really fun. And the characters kind of looked sort of like uh, claymation-y. Like the way they, not like in, not like it was, you know, not as a bad way. I thought it looked cool, the way the characters were designed and all that stuff. Number three, Ion Fury. This was on my top whatever list, uh, whatever the year that was. It was in there somewhere. Ion Fury was awesome. It was actually made by 3D Realms, which were the people who made Duke Nukem. So imagine like the way Duke 3D looked in the 90s. It was basically like a new version of that in HD. And they even have the voice of Duke Nukem in there, John St. John came in and he plays the voice of the villain of the of the person that you're killing. So it was it was cool. And you get to play as a cool lady and uh and it was I beat that game. I had so much fun with it that I got all the way through. I think that was a twenty twenty game actually. I think it came out during the pandemic. Yeah, check out that one. And all these games I think are around like twenty bucks or something like that, so they're not expensive. Uh Project Warlock. This is another really, really good uh pixel shooter. I remember a lot of the big things that really really meant a lot to me. This sounds really dumb, but once you open a door in that game it always stays open. So it makes it so much easier to not get lost in the world. And another thing that really, really impressed me is that there's different, like, you know, there's different sections of worlds. Like, you know, one time you'll be in a forest, one time you'll be like in an ice, an Icelandic type place or whatever. Every time you go to a different world, everything changes. Like all of the, all of the enemies are new and all of the power-ups look different too, which I thought was really, really cool. Just the amount of detail that they put into it. And you can unlock magic, magic moves and spells and stuff like it has. So it's own like has its own like little RPG esque stuff in there. That was another one that I beat. That one was on my game of the year list, obviously, and loved it from the beginning to the end. But this last one, which is my number one one was actually not on my game of the year list. And I feel stupid about it because I didn't finish it until last year. Was it last year? It was like not that long ago. It was like a couple months ago. And that game is dusk. Dusk is like a, you know, it's it looks like part Doom, part Quake, and part Super Mario 64 even. Like some of the later levels actually reminded me of Super Mario 64 levels. Actually, there's a survival mode that you can do where you play inside of the of Peach's Castle from Super Mario 64. Well, their own like recreation of it. So they obviously pointed out to it. But it's really cool. Uh, I know, Jeremy, you played it a little bit and you said it kind of reminded you of yeah. uh, Resident Evil 4, sort of. Like in the village with all the all the people chasing you and all that. But all the characters are really weird looking. And those last couple levels, like at the end of the game, are just fucking are bizarre as fuck. Like there's one where you can completely change the uh, gravity. And like you're like falling off of the level and then landing in another level. Like it totally blew my mind, like the last couple levels of that game. They really just go crazy. And then like you end up in like the room of like the developer or of like whoever's playing or whatever, you go into a room with a with a computer that has like dusk on the screen. Like it gets really fucking meta towards the end there. It totally like blew my mind. But yeah, if you really like first person shooters, check out these games here that I made a list of. But yeah, that's uh good for postal, right? Yeah, everybody go get it. It's a good game. Thanks for uh giving us the, the free copy of the game to check it out. We appreciate it. Yeah, we ended up. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, Voitech, for uh, for sending that our way because we ended up getting it like three or four weeks before it came out. So we this is still kind of like pre yeah, pre release. So I haven't gotten I haven't gotten an update yet for it. Like when it officially releases, which will be you know 
Friday, which will be when this releases. But uh, yeah, it's been. I haven't had any trouble with it. No, uh, no Prince of Persia over here for me. This one has actually uh, made it all the way through without it completely glitching out. Which actually, there was an update for Prince of Persia, and my file is still fucked. I, I tried it, but it's still. It sucks. I still can't do anything with it, which sucks. But yeah, let me. Uh, I can run through the rest of the stuff that I did real quick here, and then we can switch off. Uh, so after uh, last week, I was talking about how I finished the game of the year video, you know, for 2023. And after I'd finally be finally, you know, finally beat my game of the year video, is what I want to say. I finally got through that. I was just kind of like in this void of what do I do now? And I was just thinking about I was thinking about my you know my game of the year stuff, and I thought about all the other game of the year videos that I did. So this kind of this is like almost like a John level thing that I did here. Kind of reminds me of your OC remix thing. I basically went back and I watched all of my game of the year videos. Did you say OCD OCD remix? Did I say OCD? <laughs> is that what you said? No, I said o, I said OC remix is what I meant. I thought I thought I heard that, but I thought that was a slip of the tongue. I think I think your OCD uh, yeah. made you hear that. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was just kind of like I was like I need a. I was like, I need a folder that has every every game of the year game that I ever put in a game of the year list. So I made like the ultimate game of the year folder on my Switch menu. So that's seven years of game of the year games. So that's almost 70 games in there. And I just basically went from the beginning, from 2017 till now. And that's seven game of the year lists. So I just basically went through and I put them all in order from, from the beginning of 2017 to number one of last year so that's how you'll know what's what so i like i put them all in into one fucking folder and it was kind of uh i don't know reminiscent to see you should do that for your if any of you remember what your old game of the year lists are put them in a folder so so then you can look at them and be like oh why did i never beat that game you know that sort of thing it's kind of funny well my 2017 list was actually like half 3ds games so it's not fully switch you know switch stuff because switch just happened so there's actually there's a couple of 3DS games and there's a, there's even a Star Fox 2 was on that list which Star Fox 2 is on Switch now so I just threw the Super Nintendo app in there but there was two games that I had to find that were not on my that were not on my Switch already I don't know if you can guess what they are like what are two games that I haven't played in a really long time that are on my game of the year list they were both physicals from what year any year from the past 7 years any year yeah mm-hmm. the ones that I've never played on my new OLED these are games that I had that I played on my other Switch, but I never played on this Switch. Fire Emblem Three Houses. No, it's not Fire Emblem. I like those games. I mean, I like these games too. I just don't play them. No, the, the two games were uh, Mario Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, or whatever the first one was. Mario Plus Rabbids. Mm-hmm. And the second one was Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> never played it on my OLED. So I had to find those. I had to find those cartridges because they did not exist on my OLED. Because if you never played the games on there, they don't exist. They're not icons. So I had to dig those out and just put them on there, just so they would be on my files, so I could just slot them into place and all that. But yeah, it was it was uh, it was fun and all that to put everything together and be like, oh yeah, look at all these games that I beat or didn't beat. Or I can go back and be like, oh yeah, that game was number six from year whatever. You know, I have it all there that I can reference whenever I need to. In case I need to know, like, when, when, whatever it was, whatever. That sort of thing. So I did that. Made the Ultimate Game of the Year list folder. Very nice. But I also I also played some F-Zero 99, because I really like that game. And uh, I made it through the King League Grand Prix, which was insane. Like, I was uh, pretty impressed with myself. That's the hardest level of all of them. Like, I made it all the way through, through Firefield, even. 
Have you made it all the way through the Grand Prix yet, Jeremy? The the hardest one, no. the King one. No. I had this crazy moment where, because the hardest part of any Grand Prix is like the fourth race, you have to get over. Was it like twentieth place or something like that? Twentieth or twenty fifth place? Yeah, you'll get knocked out really fast. Yeah, and that's the hardest one. And I was about to die, and I like. I basically hit the top. The t- I, I did the like top thing, like right at the right time, and I went from mm-hmm. like twenty fifth place to like twelfth place in like in just a couple seconds. And I captured it on my switch just so I could nice. look at it again because I was like, "Wow, that was insane!" And once you get to the end of any Grand Prix, you actually don't have you can't get ranked out in in the last race. So that's cool because I got last place on Firefield because that level's fucking hard, and I haven't played it in a long time, not since I was like a teenager or whatever. So uh, I played it, and I got 17th place out of 20 people because because three people died while we were while we were playing. But I, I made it up from uh, I made up for A minus to A now, so that was cool. But yeah, I just played a bunch of F zero ninety nine stuff. I was looking for those secret levels, like there was an update that was supposed to have secret races in there. But from what I've seen, I've seen no footage of it. I've seen nobody has uh, found them or anything. But it, and I know you can do. Um, you can now you can do private lobbies, so we could all play online if we wanted to. That's on there too. But it's still a lot of fun to play. It's an awesome game. If you didn't know, uh, I beat Dead Tomb, the game that we uh, had the interview about last week, where nice. we talked to John Lester. I beat it. It's not a very long game, and I did use because uh, we got a, you know, since we had a review code and all that, we did get like a little like a cheat sheet that came with it, and I did kind of use it a yeah. couple times because there's some stuff in there I would have never figured it out. <laughs> no fucking way. But there was a lot of it I did. I'd say say that about like 70% of it I figured it out on my own. But there were a couple times where I'm like, I would have never figured that out. Like that's way too obtuse. Like some of them are just kind of out there. But there's some interesting uh, little puzzles in there. I I found the Game Boy. I found the Game Boy in there that John Lester was talking about. Uh, I found the little runner game. I played it for a while. I captured it and put put it on Twitter and all that so you can see it. Cool. It's it runs pretty well, you know. It's got like that, you know, cream spinach uh, look, like it's supposed to look like an original Game Boy game and all that. But I recommend that uh, that both of you give it a try. It's not a very long game. Like I think I beat it in like an hour. I know? played a bit of it today, so um, I got to like the third screen where you pick the potions, and then I oh yeah yeah figure out what to do. Yeah, I could tell you what to do if you need to know. <laughs> yeah, I'll get back into it. I had a pretty late gaming week. Yeah, it's um. Uh, it's it. The thing is, uh, with most of the eight bit legit games, they don't have any sort of save in there. So that's why I beat it because I know that if you stop playing, you have to start from the beginning every time. So if you're gonna play it, you know, sit down and you know be prepared to for the long haul because you can't save anywhere. And I don't think there's such was the way on the NES. I mean, you can make it sleep. But there, there might be uh, yeah, there, there might be passwords in it because I did find like different pieces of paper that had codes on them. And I don't know if that works for passwords or not. I'd have to I'd have to look at it. But no, it's it's cool. It's got some really cool parts to it. Like there was some fun stuff that I you know that I figured out on my own. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. And yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah, like John was saying, there's a ton of NES stuff in there. Like I found the Power Glove. I, f- I found the NES Sapper. Like it's the orange, you know, it's the orange one. Uh, I found the Game Boy. Like everything is very it's very much like retro retro themed and all that. And uh, yeah, and it's an NES game. And it's got some yeah, it's it's a fun game to play through. Like I was. Uh, I had a good time with it. It's it's available now. It's like five dollars. It's so cheap. I was uh, I, I got I hopped on the Japanese eShop. I was looking for that uh, Goemon game because there's there's a new game yeah. made by the people who did the Goemon games, and I never found it because it's all in Japanese. And even if you try to spell it out in English, you still can't search it through the Japanese eShop. So hopefully I can find it at some point. But what I did find that I didn't know 
is that you could download a demo of Ease 10. So I played oh, Ease cool. 10 Nordics, and it looks great, but it's all in Japanese, cool. so I had no idea what's happening. But I did actually try to translate a lot of it, so I was basically uh, playing the game and holding my phone up, like, towards, because I was playing upstairs with the bigger TV, and uh, my Google Translate could actually translate the, the text on it on the bottom. So I was able to kind of, like, get the gist of the story, even though it's, you know, there's a lot of talking because it's an RPG, so it gets kind of annoying after a while holding your phone up and being like, you know, all right, what does this say? What does it say? Because you have to kind of... You gotta get I, yourself an Apple Vision Pro or whatever. I mean, fuck, like fuck no. You can translate every... every yeah, <laughs> I, could, I, I, I could pay $3,500 to, uh, to, to look at a $60 game and just think. What, think of what I... And I could have those creepy AI eyes and Jess would divorce me immediately when, when, they, when they saw me with that thing on. <laughs> I think I think I'd get divorced you anyway. Look like for, you didn't even react at all. I you think I get divorced anyway for using all my money to buy that piece of shit. But uh, no, uh, no, it's um, no, yeah. I, I was able to, and when you like, you know, basically, there's a line of dialogue, and it'll translate it. So I basically had to like, you know, put the phone down and then raise it again to like translate the next line of dialogue. But there's there's this part in the game where uh, where your two characters get attached at the arm. You know, they have like this whatever they call it, like this mana, whatever, this mana rope, digital rope, whatever the fuck they call it. And you're stuck together, these two main characters, like uh, Adol and this, uh, and this like, Viking lady. And uh, there's a part where she's talking about, like, you know, we have to be friends now, otherwise I would cut your hand off. And the first translation of it was, I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut your hand off unless you have sex with me. It's what it said on my, on my phone. And I was like, what? And then I tried to take a picture of it, but it changed before it did. And I was like, damn it. Cause it was it's hilarious. That frontier justice. I had like, I just had like a, wait, what, what, wait, what did she say? I was like, no way. And I tried to do a snapshot of it, but I couldn't get it quick enough, but it was funny. But yeah, East 10 runs really well on switch. They just got, they just got to fucking translate that shit. But yeah, if you want to play it, if you want to play around with it in uh, in Japanese, you can get it on the eShop. And uh, I think it's I think it's one of those things where you get to play the game and it carries on to the game because it starts from the beginning. Like it's not like I played others. Like the Ease Nine demo was just like one dungeon and you just fought some guys and it was a shitty demo. But I think this one is like gives you like the first few hours of the game because I played it for a while and it very much felt like the opening tutorial of the game, you know. And it's still even though it says like. Most of it in Japanese, it'll still say, like, you know, press A at this time or press Y or X or whatever. So it's still, you'll get an idea what to do at different times. But it made me just want Ease 10 even more. And just the fact that it's available in Japan, I'm like, yeah, all they got to do is, I mean, I know it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of text. And I know, like, these Falcom games, most of the time take longer to translate and all that to localize. But it makes me want it even more. I think this is, it's got to be a definite for the for the Nintendo Direct whenever that happens. But because I was playing Ease 10, I was like I should go back play, back and play Ease 9, you know, cuz I never finished Ease 9 and also it's on my giant game of the year list folder that I made. So, I went back to playing Ease 9 and it's fun. I beat I made it through chapter 6. I'm in the middle of chapter 7 now. There, there's nine chapters total. So, I w- I'm I'm like I'm going to try to beat this game before the next Nintendo Direct happens, which could be as soon as next week. Who knows? Last year it was on the 8th, and next Wednesday is the 7th. So, you know, normally it's at the beginning of February, so I'm guessing it's going to be next week or the week after. But, uh, yeah, I've just been playing it. I got to the part I got to the part where you can uh, switch between present day at all and yesterday at all, which I didn't even know was a different time until now. Like, it had this thing where you could, uh, you know, where you'd play, you'd play as your regular at all, and then you play as this different at all who's in prison, and that one doesn't have any magic powers, and you're 
level one. So you just have to do like basic attack and attack combos and platforming and all that. And I thought it was really cool where they just kind of stripped everything away from you and you just had, and you're like much weaker and, and all that stuff. And I got to the point where you can actually switch between characters and affect like the world that you're in. So you go back in time and you'll hit a bunch of switches and then things will change. And then you switch back to the future self. And I don't know why at, at all is in two different time periods here. They haven't explained that yet, but I don't know. It, it's nice to play it again. Cause I really like those games. So it's, it's good. It's a fun game. Oh yeah. I was, uh, I, I've been upping, I've been upping the special moves too. One of my favorite things about ease eight and nine is that you level up your special moves by using them on people. So I was just building them up to where I could just one shot people. I would just do this one move where I'm just like, yeah, and I just knock them down in one hit. And that's always fun to so just go through and knock people down in those action RPGs. It's not enough mm-hmm. of them. But yeah, I think that's good for me. We can move on to whoever else wants to talk about. Let's take things. a quick break if you don't mind. All right, well, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and talk about other games and whatever else news. So see you then. you it's me mario yeah you <laughs> subscribe to our patreon to hear our bonus shows which happen every month i'm a tired tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon feeding you the same old video game news on every single show ah spaghetti ah ravioli then expand Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
right, we're back from the break. What have you been playing, either of you? John, you want to go? Uh, sure. Yeah, like I said, pretty late week for me. Well, there was a, I mean, there was a big release last week though. Hitman is the big one that I want to know about. Yeah, Hitman Blood Money. So it's a good game. It's a game from 18 years ago at this point. Uh, so it's there's stuff that wasn't yet created that's in the uh, you know the newer games that that I know more that I'm more familiar with. And so I find that as good as the, this game is, it makes me just want to play the, the modern series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and so that's a bit of a distraction. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I think it's a good game. And it's just a little bit more limited in scope. And so it's tough to not just jump to the one that I've found worthy enough to put up 575 hours in. But when it's just right over there, a few files over. So... <laughs> Yeah, but you can play this one without internet. You can. That's Cause true. It's because it's uh, you know, it is native. Yeah. It's native. So, yeah, it's so it's it's interesting to see where the series was 18 years ago, and just how it looks a little bit different, and things like some of the graphic design, the things that have changed over time. Now it certainly looks a, little, a lot more sleek and modernistic in some ways, and it's just interesting to see what what uh, constituted the, the cool hitman ethos back in 2006 yeah, as told through this game and it's a little bit more cartoony in style too what are the major differences between this and the other one is it just like easier to hide bodies or, or did you not have to do as much in the other one to hide bodies or what would you say like one is what's like the major difference between this one and the modern one that it's more linear and i've not played much of it i've about played it for probably like two hours this week so, but it's, it seems more linear. It just seems more like, uh, you know, a, a 2006 game that you, that you play this level and go to that level. And, and it, it, there's just so much replayability in the modern ones. Like I was just playing the Dubai level and the modern one uh, today, actually. And I mean, there's just things that still after 575 hours that I, I haven't, seen yet there's dialogue that i haven't heard yet there's tasks that i haven't uh achieved yet and it's 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 just a different style of game yeah yeah it's stealth but both of them are stealth games but one being so one is so much more open and the other one is just more streamlined and more more simple so there's you know time for every kind of game and uh, you know I, I will get into it eventually do you feel like it could exist within the engine of you know, kind of how they brought one and two to the new engine. No, it's, it's too different. Okay, it would be you know square peg round hole situation. Yeah, it sounds like there's just a, the other one had so many different ways to do one thing, and this one's kind of just like there's one way to do whatever level, or maybe only like a couple ways still, to do it. There's still the nugget of the idea that that you know you are you know able to take out the character in multiple different ways and still. The game does encourage you to go back and replay the level and try this way. Now try it that way. It's just uh, it's the, the the later games are exponentially larger, and those possibilities are are exponentially more creative as a result and more more satisfying. But you know, it's two thousand six game to a present day game. Can you still just go through and kill everybody like you could on the GameCube yes. one? Can you just like just Rambo it and just like just start shooting yes. and still win the day? Yeah, you can do it. Okay, because because that was you how I Rambo it. that was what I I told you that's how I played Hitman Two on GameCube because it had a first person mode 
So I played it like a first-person shooter, and I just went through and I just blazed everybody. I never snuck around at all. I just killed everybody, and I beat the game like that. So <laughs> Yeah, you, you can do that. You can blaze through and all that. and You could in the, in the modern ones, too. It's just in modern ones, you had to be a little bit more, you had to be a little bit more sneaky. Like you can, I mean, I just went through and killed 30 people in Dubai uh, about an hour or two ago. Yeah. I remember you uh, showing a, a video where you were just like piling up a whole bunch of bodies, like in a room yeah, or something like that. You can do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's so funny. And it's nobody so funny cares. To, like yeah. <laughs> watch somebody, watch one of the, a random person. Walking, oh my gosh, what happened? So there's a, been a mass murder over, it. and then you just throw an axe in their face. There's another one on the pile, and then you just kill them and put them back <laughs> on the so pile. Funny. Yeah, it's so funny. I just, I just uh, think of they just open the door and it's like ring, and it just does the Metal Gear Solid noise, <laughs> you know, with the, right. the exclamation point above their heads. Yeah, they do all that. That's yeah. what I think of. So that, that's what I love about the modern games. And you know, I, when I when I do go to really play through this game, I'm I'm sure I'm going to find that in this game too, to some degree. I was thinking, like, when the Blood Money came out in Dubai, a lot of Dubai didn't exist, right? A lot of the buildings and stuff. Oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, probably not. Well, I, I mean, Abu, I, I know, like, you know, Abu Dhabi's very new. Like, when we were there, I remember my uh, partner, Boom Up person, Kane, he was like, oh, yeah, this is Old Town. And I'm like, how old's that? He's like, 1997. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, because uh, it's not that old. You know, that stuff hasn't been, long, been around for that long over there. I, I was watching a I was watching a review of Hitman Blood Money and uh it was there was a part in it where they just they just push they like push somebody into into the water, like into a pool, and because yeah. you're like wearing the same clothes as everybody else, like nobody knows what happened. And they're like, Oh, a ghost must yeah, have so thrown they, me in here or something. Of, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean that's a lot of those older games. And maybe it was just yeah, uh, maybe it's just maybe the PS3 360 games don't look as good as they used to. But I thought it kind of looked like a GameCube game from what I from what I saw of it on, on the, in the review. Yeah, it did kind of look like a pretty GameCube game. Yeah, right? yeah. I didn't think it looked like I don't know. Like it's been a long time since that time, but I I didn't think it maybe necessarily looked like a PS3 360 game. But that's just me. I don't know. I never played it. It also like uses the bold fonts, like the bold fonts with the hard edges and stuff like that, just to reinforce that you're a tough guy, hitman. And that's the complete opposite of, of the presentation in the modern games, which is just more like Helvetica, you know, sleek and simple and clean and elegant to the point. It's just two different two different styles of, of what a hitman game could be. Two, two different tweaks, yeah. I'm sure the font is a lot bigger, though, on that one. So it's probably better for me on the on, 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 on the one? on the old one. I'm sure <laughs> the, the old one, one? the yeah, font's bigger, <laughs> so it would it would help me. Because sometimes yeah, I, they I just, can recommend yeah. this game, especially if you like the, that era of games. PS3 and as you said, does look like a GameCube game. So I think this falls in in your category of interest, of in the GameCube era. Sure. I mean, I if it was totally if it out. was Hitman Two, the PlayStation Two GameCube one, I would probably buy that, that one. That one on sale. Just so I could put it, it is, in first it person and kill everybody like, again. It is more like like that. It is more like Hitman Two. Um, I don't know if there's a first person mode. I haven't checked that out. But you can run around and you know be Rambo if you want to. I thought I might check it out if it was on sale, maybe. And I don't know. I'm not really. I'm not really a um a, a sneaky game person. I don't really like. I mean, I really like Metal Gear Solid, but it was mostly the story that kept me hanging on for those. And a lot of those games, they do have full Rambo moments where you just go and kill everybody. Like I know Metal Gear Solid three had a bunch of stuff like that, that I really enjoyed, you know, so you don't have to be like super sneaky. 
Because a lot of times it's just like I just get too frustrated. Like I'll sneak around for so long and then somebody sees me and I'm just like, ah, and then I just start shooting everybody because I just get mad because I don't want to start over again and then go back to the beginning of the level, you know? I don't, I don't like that. So I don't just, even like stealth modes in games where they're not like, I still get frustrated in a link to the past in one stealth session. Or like uh, Ocarina. Ocarina of Time, the courtyard. Yeah, I would yeah. say, or Wind Waker. Wind Waker's got stealth all over the place at the beginning there. Let's not forget Phantom Hourglass. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to play that game again soon for uh, Mike's podcast. Thankfully, I have it on Wii U, so I can play it on TV. Yay. But other than Hitman, I've played a bit of Inscription this week. I'm, as I said last week, I'm, I'm into it. You know, I, I found myself wanting to play it and just being in the mood to play this card game, which is unusual for me. I'm not really that into card games, typically. Just, I just like the, the presentation, the stories pulling me in, and the mystery is really intriguing. How far into it are you? Like, what was the? Do you? I mean, still not far. Uh, I haven't beaten the angler yet, which is the second boss. Yeah. So not not far. Yeah, you have to get where you can. It's basically a boss rush at the beginning, but I promise you, that's the hardest part of the game. It opens up a lot after that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I'm definitely going to play all the way through. I'm going to beat this game. I'm enticed to see what's on the other side of the angler and you know some of the stuff that I've been been uh, hearing about. So definitely, definitely there's a, a, a carrot dangling in front of me. I just want to know, mm. like, what, what's, what's on the other side of this, this, uh, this mystery here. That's it for me. All righty. Well, uh, I did want to say uh, at the top of the show, I was talking about a little bit, or at least I mentioned uh, remote play. It's something we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Trey's a big fan of it. And I've just never had a very good experience with it. That was until this week. Did you get a backbone? <laughs> I did not. What I did was, that was I what did it for me, <laughs> and I didn't really talk about it last week. But uh, I did like a full rearranging of my office and just made things a lot easier to find, and started sorting out all my cords. Which that's like the most annoying part because I've oh, yeah. never done that before. But I want to be able to find my cords when I need them. So I started the process of organizing that and my controllers and just like yeah, power supplies and. All that fun stuff. You got yourself a label maker? No. Highly advise it for labeling your cords. When you got to hook your cords up and stuff like that, knowing exactly what cord goes to what, it's really helpful. I guess so. Yeah. I, I do. I do have a label maker, but I, yeah, I don't. I don't use it. But I do have a, like my HDMI splitter upstairs. Like I, I put like stickers on everything, so it says like which one does what. It's like mm-hmm. it's like number two, PlayStation 4, number four, Switch. Like, you know, everything's labeled on that. And I have this box right over here under the desk that is just filled with cables. So I need, a I need like, a little plastic organizer thing because it's basically just, like, AV plugs for, like, Super Nintendo and Genesis and just a whole bunch of shit like that. It's just, like, extra, extra power cords and, like, AV plugs and HDMI cables and whatever. It's just all in this box just because I need a... Just need a little thing to organize it. But I was just going to do, like, if I can get a thing with a couple drawers, like, have each drawer be a different system or something. That's, like, kind of what I was thinking. That's kind of what I'm doing. So one thing I I decided I wanted to do was put everything into, like, Ziploc bags so that keeps them from getting, like, too dusty or everything's, like, gathered together when I want it. And so what I did was I have, like, these cubbies that, you know, everybody has anymore. But I don't know if you can see, but these Cat litter containers fit in there perfectly, so I've been using those as my drawers. Oh. But when I want to like get into them, I can just pull the whole thing out and dig through it. But uh, it's a good place to put it. Plus, it keeps the cats from like 
climbing around in there. Uh, so that's sort of also it was free because I already had them. So just try to use things I already have for the most part. But I did get some shelves, which you can't really see. Whoop. They're above. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're up top there. They're but above yeah, your I head. Just <laughs> try to make it nicer. But while, while I was putting it all together, I was like, you know, I want to try remote play with the PS4, and it works great. Because oh. they're on the same net, same network and everything. Um, I don't even have my PS4 plugged into the LAN. My PS5 is, but oh, weird. Is essentially, it- I just I could play PS5 up here while Sean is using the TV downstairs. So that's the the use case that I discovered. And uh, I've been playing Baldur's Gate three, and that game is not at all reflex based. So that's why it works so well. Well, you can. Uh- and also, you can't you use like your PS4 as a remote play system for your PS5? That's what I'm doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, so I play my PS5 yeah. upstairs through my PS4. It's not like the screen quality like flickers in and out a little bit, and it may not if I plug the PS4 straight into the the uh, modem. Yeah, which I'm going to do eventually. But like I said, for now it's working great because the game I'm playing is doesn't really require it to like lack lag. But uh, I haven't noticed any lag. I mean, I've really been trying. I, I played a couple other games just to test it out, and they seemed like they worked okay. Other than, like I said, the screen would be a little blurry sometimes, but I could read all the little fine text and stuff in Baldur's Gate, which has got very small fonts in yeah. places. It depends on, yeah, like, well, whenever I'm playing it on my phone, you know, it's, like, pretty close to my face, so I can read whatever's there. But, yeah, of course, the other great thing is that, like, when I'm done, I can just, like, go downstairs and keep playing or whatever, you know? Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, that would be the cool thing. Like if uh, you know, if I ever got a PS5, I was like, well, I could put the PS5 upstairs and then have the PS4 down here, and then it can like remote the PS5 and all that. So that would be cool because well, then you have it on like it's working great places. for me so far. Um, and once again, I didn't have to spend any money on it, so that was cool. Uh, so that's my use case scenario for it, and I really like it. And uh, I'm at the end of Act Two, and there's three acts in this game, so I'm, I'm getting close to that finish line. Um, but I am on the hardest boss battle I've gotten to so far, which is the big boss of the second part of the game, I think. I hope. And uh, But every time I fight, I'm getting a little further before I die. So I actually had to do a little bit of save scumming because I got to a really crucial decision in the game. And it was either have the person I'm trying to date completely leave because she's pissed at me. She just like completely leaves. Or uh, she's really disappointed. And like, I think she like has like status debuffs and stuff. Because she failed her quest. So I actually had to reload the save file a few times to do it perfectly right where she didn't die during this battle. And uh, so I had to like, keep her in a, out of harm's way. And then uh, she basically just assassinated an innocent person. And uh, that's how she became her next, her dark judiciar. Justice CR, sorry. That's what she wanted to be. So she achieved her goal. Now she's super happy. But everybody else in the camp's like, that was weird. Just like murdered that person that was like tied up. So yeah, it's weird, but I like it. And hopefully next week I'll be in the third act. When I actually get to go to Baldur's Gate, I finally get to go to the actual place. Get to open the gate. I get to actually be there. So you get that's to sort Baldur. of the <laughs> Baldur. You can ask him about his gate. Uh, I'd be like, why do you walk that way? He's like, that's just my gate. Sounds like a big troll named Baldur. Yeah. That sounds like a troll name. Well, there's some sort of like history to that too. Like the Baldur's Gate is named after the guy who built it but the city itself is not called Baldur's Gate or it is or I don't know but the the gate itself is more popular in the world than the city if that makes any sense 
So also his original his original name was Ur, but now he has no hair, so they call him Bald Ur. That's where they got that's it. That's true. It's just Ur's gate, but he's been bald for so long that they they call him Balder. His dad's baldest. That's my dumb joke. Um, uh, so I got to go there. One of my party members, his dad is like one of the big like higher ups in the like politics there. So that should be interesting. And then a bunch of people I've saved, that's where they were headed. So I'm supposed to meet back up with them and get some rewards or something, I hope. Um, or not. Who knows? But yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, you know, like I was saying last week, maybe even the week before, I, I the fact that it's tricked me into playing like a, you know, a turn-based strategy game. It's kind of funny, but the way you can approach each battle is just so customizable and so interesting. And, you know, I've learned the best way is to like split my party up where we're approaching from multiple angles. And then we like do a surprise attack on whoever, you know, you want to kill first. And that's just sort of the strategy I've been using lately, but it's not working on this boss because you basically are in like you fun, you get funneled to this room. There's a huge cinematic scene. And then, you know, you have to start from a certain position. So that kind of sucks, but I'm going to win. I'm going to beat him. The, uh, I, did, I already said I played dead too. That's pretty cool. And the, uh, the Mario versus Donkey Kong demo. Did we talk about that at all? Uh, uh I don't think we did. No, I, I just, um, I just downloaded it on our break because I haven't played it yet, but yeah, it was, a. Uh, announced today well there there was another there was a new trailer and i heard there's a couple new uh level uh worlds in the game that weren't in the game boy advance one i mean i'm I'm planning on getting this game anyway uh but the, yeah there's a demo available now and i think there's like six levels or something like that i just played like yeah. one level in the break but yeah i think i think it looks great it's cool that everybody can try it uh you can play co-op on the demo too which is another big deal and uh there's a casual mode now like if you want to which I don't know what that is, but so casual mode basically, uh, casual mode doesn't have a timer, and you don't okay. lose a life when you die. So like, when you get hit by something, you just turn into a little bubble and you go back to wherever the checkpoint was, and you don't lose a life. And oh. there's no and there's no timer. Also, that's what casual mode is. And co-op is actually different too because there's more keys in co-op. Yeah. So it makes it more, which is cool, you know. So it's like, so it's not like you all of you trying to get more, one like, thing. Switches. Yeah. Yeah. So now there's actually things for two people to do, which I thought might be fun for. Uh, Jess and I to play, even though I don't think it has. I'm sure it doesn't have online or anything like that. You know, it probably it's probably, probably only, only a co- couch co-op. But I really like the Game Boy Advance game. Like I have a lot of good memories for it, and I think the the glow up looks real good. And uh, yeah, I'll play it. There's there's a there's a ghost level in there now, which I'm really excited about. Like the uh, the shy guy robots, uh, they're turned into shy guy robot ghosts, which look cool. <laughs> they got little tails. So um, yeah, I'm always for uh, for uh, ghost houses. In any game, so I'm willing to give it a look. It's coming out in like in a couple weeks. Which yeah. uh, right before we started, I threw up a I threw a poll up on Twitter and and uh, Facebook, asking if anybody thought that the Nintendo Direct would happen before or after uh, Mario vs DK, and I got pretty much got a lot of votes on it, and it's all before, which I was thinking too. Like I was saying earlier, uh, February seventh is next week. Uh, last year, the Direct happened on February eighth, so I expect it to happen in the first week or next week you know or week after mm-hmm. we'll see maybe they'll do maybe it on valentine's day yeah i was gonna say maybe they'll do it on valentine's day maybe they'll do it on the that'd 14th. be romantic yeah i guess if you love nintendo like we do we do what did you think of the yeah, demo I, I like i like the demo okay you know it feels just like the game boy game to me you know just looks a little nicer but i played the shit out of the game boy advance game back in the day so i think i 
must have played it somewhat recently too because i remembered everything pretty clearly like the controls and stuff came back to me really easy there's some kind of weird controls in that game oh yeah the, well there's like the there's like the flip like where you can do the handstand and then you can do the back flip mm-hmm. and yeah, it's got a lot of interesting stuff that's kind of like some of it's kind of reminded me of like some of the moves you can do in mario 64 but like in 2d you mm-hmm. know and I was cool. Yeah, I like how you can like flip on your hands and then you like block the bricks coming down with your feet so they don't hurt you. And yeah, I always had a lot of fun with that game. The later ones, not so much, but that first one I really liked before they before it got too much mm. mini. You know, it was all kind of like mini lemming stuff. You know, yeah. which I guess there's some levels like this too, in this one too, which I don't remember if the first one originally had that. It kind of reminds me of that. Was it that Krusty Funhouse game on NES where you kind of like yeah. read the, uh, lead the mice through the maze? They, they kind of have stuff like that in this one, too. But I'm, re- I'm excited about it regardless. There's like over 130 levels in there. Co-op will be fun. I don't know. I'm into it. Yeah, a lot of people will be playing this for the first time, and they won't know that it's on Game Boy. They won't know because it won't be on Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> one thing I did this week is I really wanted to boot Pony Island back up. You know, speaking of inscription, same developer. And I forgot the puzzles are actually kind of annoying. <laughs> so I think it's uh, a case of this, the uh, the narrative really pushing me forward, which I still have been doing it. And uh, I haven't played super far into it, but I'm to the point where you have to basically you have three three or four things you have to do to like move to the next part. So yeah. it's a game that I don't know if it's out on Switch or not. I don't think it Pony is. Pony Island? To me, it I feels like... I don't think so. To, to me, it feels like a game you would have to play with a keyboard because that's part of the fun is like talking smack in the chat window to the the evil guy that's talking to you. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much the AI actually recognizes what you're saying, but it's still really funny. Just tell him to fuck off and stuff like that. So, yeah, you got to have a keyboard for this, but I would recommend it. It's good. It's weird. It's everything I love in a game. It I've watched some videos of it for the first time because I know... Uh, something else came out about Pony Island too. Maybe there was a new trailer or something, yeah. and, and so that got me curious to finally take a look at it. And like, oh, this is you know, yeah, pretty much like what Jeremy was saying. And, and I stopped looking up anything else because I just didn't want to. I knew it was something that I was interested in that I would like to play sometime. And, and the less I see about it, the better. Until then. Yeah, I imagine you can play it on your Apple Arcade or something. It's probably on there. According to yeah, according to Wikipedia. Pony Island was only on it's only on computers. But yeah, you can play it on Windows, Mac, Linux. But I don't think it ever went anywhere else other than that, according to this. But you, so you could play it on your laptop. Yeah, it's one of those games that was made in like a like a studio or something and actually I think Inscription was too, but like it was like a more of an open source game studio sort of thing that they like they used the tools to make the game. But they did a great job. So yeah, I recommend that. It's weird and creepy, and and uh, the music's pretty good. Um, and then one last game I played a little bit this week, just because I was intrigued by the name Hard Space Shipbreaker. I don't know if this is on Switch, but I don't think I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I haven't heard. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know what it is. I've never heard of it. What's it called? So here's how. Here's how I would describe it. It's called Hard Space colon Shipbreaker. Oh. So essentially, it's like the distant future. Earth's a piece of shit. Everybody's moved away, especially the rich people. You know, some people still live down there, but it's a wasteland, and the entire like planet is surrounded by space debris, which is probably what is going to happen. Uh, in real life. I have, I have uh, played this game. 
briefly. You have? Yep. Yep. Yeah, my brother-in-law is. Uh, he, he he really liked this game. You were flying around. You zip from uh, portion to portion of a ship and kind of break it down. Is it that same game? It's exactly that. Yeah. So I would say it's a bit like Power Watcher Simulator in a strange yeah. way, except in revert inverse. Because you're going up to a ship and then you're you know you're in full 3D space in zero G, and you're like floating around and you're breaking apart the ship with like this laser ray, and then you have like a grapple ray and you're grabbing pieces of the ship or if it's too heavy or you know too much mass I guess it's technically what it would be, uh, then you have to break it down more. But there's certain pieces you don't want to break or you'll get penalized, and then there's like different hoppers you have to send it to. But you got to be careful not to like get sucked into the hopper yourself, or it'll kill you. Um, it's really like uh, dystopian because basically they have like a, gen- a genetic scan of you, and the very first thing they do is kill you to transport you to like where you're going to work, and uh, and so now you're like a clone officially. And then every time you die, they just like you come back, but you owe them like a ton of money. <laughs> and it's just like it's all about trying to get get out of debt but it seems like my debt just keeps getting worse even as i like scrap all these ships but the ships themselves are really cool and like you know super detailed and it's just it's a pretty relaxing game because you're just kind of like chopping apart these giant things and then sending the little pieces to different little hoppers and that's basically the whole game from what i can tell so yeah it's something interesting to try if you want to do chores in space i remember being very uh, uh meditative and mm-hmm. floaty uh, like you know, floating around in zero g and sometimes of- the controls can be a little frustrating and like there's like a role you can do because you can it's really easy to lose your orientation i think and there's not any kind of like i guess there is sort of a hud that points you where you need to go but still in full 3d space that's just it can be strange but um once you kind of get used to the controls it's fun and i just really like shooting the pieces into the the base like it's really satisfying because it kind of like you know like when the things disintegrate in portal when they go through the the liberation fields or whatever they're called Mm. um, it's kind of the same thing when you send these things through they kind of like break apart and it looks really cool so i remember the mechanical designs looking really cool too like yeah it's hard to put it into words but everything seems uh simplistic yet complicated at the same time like you'll see lots of hard lines and you know machines that obviously someone really thought about building and designing and like you think that this could actually make sense with all these little parts that i'm seeing yeah but then things are like like color coded or the i remember the 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 color designs just kind of popped and make it Mm maybe look and made something that that could look complicated simpler and more inviting yeah and uh I guess like the other dystopian part is it sort of reminded me of that anime I was watching a while called Moby Dick. It's a futuristic anime where they're essentially they're ship breakers like this game where in the distant future, it's cheaper just to make a new ship than to like repurpose an old one. So there's just all these ships floating around and that's kind of the way this game is too. There's just all this space trash and entire ships that are just floating because they just got left behind for whatever reason. Haven't found any like weird bodies or anything. That's I don't know if that exists in the game, but yeah, I recommend it if you like chores in space. <laughs> you should have said that from the beginning. Makes me more intrigued. Chores in space. What I always wanted. Chores are always better if it's a video game. You can sit down and do them. You don't actually mm-hmm. have to walk around and do them. 
Just put on your Apple Vision Pro. Do your chores. You can pretend. <laughs> I hope that there's a whole bunch of uh, accidents involving that. People tried to do blank with Apple Vision and ended up breaking neck. It looks it now. looks intriguing. One thing that's kind of funny I saw this week, and it's sort of an aside, is that there's some sort of chip that uh, Musk has got like a, a company that's trying to come up with a chip that interfaces with the brain. And there's been a whole lot of controversy with like test animals dying and stuff. And uh, particularly the apes, like uh, just animals. Not that I want any animals to be treated cruelly, but you just get, you're getting really close to humans there. So yeah, they, they did do the first like human trial, I guess, which there hasn't been a whole lot of details, but what I watched what it was showing like as one of the main things was that you can look at your phone and like type with your eyes. And I'm like, but that's already happening with this Apple thing. Like, wouldn't it be better just to have eye tracking cameras than to have something jacked into your brain? Isn't it like you just, just move how your I hands feel. like under it or something? I don't know. It's something. And then in the, like the eye tracking is supposedly like, seems like magic when you're actually using it. So your AI I think the face will look the same way. Well, it's just like the AI thing seems like it's doing the exact same thing that can be done with like motion trackers and stuff, but it's trying to use the brain to do it. It's like, I don't know. That's, it seems dumb to me. The first, uh, uh, most important application for something like that, I think is for people who are like paralyzed for people who like, they can't do the motion with yeah. their hands or all that stuff and all that stuff. You know, I, I could see a, a, a greater argument for uh maybe people can't in the brain if, if you're in that situation. yeah maybe they can't move their eyeballs around maybe they're paralyzed so i guess that is a thing yeah. would make yeah for like Other that yeah, communication all and all that let's talk about the news news and news 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 don't snooze or you miss the news let's go on to the news we skipped the news like the cap past couple times maybe because we did had so much other stuff. nothing happened well yeah i mean it's just more like switch rumbling so we can talk about that um, new releases. I have a couple on here because I think they're important. Uh, we already talked about Postal Brain Damage. That's coming out on Friday, as of right now, for twenty four ninety nine. But there's also another pixel shooter that uh, that I've been really intrigued by, called uh, Project Downfall. It basically kind of looks like you know John Wick meets uh, Blade Runner, which I like both of those things. But it's like in a you know it's in a sci fi world, and apparently it has like fifteen different endings. So you can beat the game multiple different ways by doing different things. And I guess you're a worker that, you know, ends up running into a bunch of shit and ends up killing people in the process. It looks really cool because it's like it's got a cool mixture of uh, of like flat sprite characters, but also 3D worlds. And the way the worlds look, look it, it kind of look, looks like a toned down cyberpunk, I guess what I would imagine for that sort of game. But I think it looks really, really cool. And I'm planning on getting it. It comes out this Friday as well. And uh, Eastward, the DLC for Eastward is out now. You can get like a bundle for like 18 bucks or something like that. It's on sale. It came out today, the 31st. Well, today as we're recording this. Are you still, are you planning on checking that out, Jeremy? Or are you still just like, I mean, it's on the cheaps. Yeah. You might even be able to get yeah, it. Yeah, I was looking at, I was looking at the eShop today and I saw that yeah. it was up. So I'll probably get it at some point. I'll be interested to see how it compares to like the regular story and all that. Like the, you know, of the. Like how it how you work it into the game? Like how do you access the DLC? You know, like like yeah. I was uh, I was playing Dredge for my uh for my my top whatever my top ten video, and I was and I bought DLC for Dredge, which I still haven't played, but it is in the video the the DLC is. And I was like, how do I get like how do I activate it? And you and it just appears on your map, and you just take your ship to it, which is really cool. I wish more games would do that. Like it's always you know it's always like 
how do you access this DLC? Like when we did the DLC for the messenger, you know, you had to like beat the game all over again, even if you'd already beaten it, you know, it's like sometimes be cool if it's just like, you can just select it. Or I like how it just, it was just a part of the map that was nothing there. And now there's something there in the dredge and you just go to it. But uh, I don't know. Do you want to take it away with some of these uh, new stuff yeah. here, John? This next one I'm really interested in. I'm going to get Arzette, the Jewel of Fairmore. That's the one that is made after, made to look like like the Zelda CDI games. 100% getting that. Wand of Gamelon. on that is... Right? Like those yep. like those CDI mm-hmm. where you could play as Zelda, but they weren't great. Uh, they have really weird, uh, bad animation. Weird animation. And, yeah. Never yeah. played them, but I mean, why, why would you? <laughs> but uh, but if you wanted to here there it's funny World to have yeah their like own version of it and all that yeah i think this is this is great like someone took a joke way too far and made, made this uh zelda cdi homage uh I'm, I'm looking forward to it so the news on that is that uh limited run is doing a physical edition not not only physical edition but like a collector's edition with all kinds of extra goodies and stuff in addition to that and I'm really thinking about getting this. They're making a CDI controller for the Switch. That is fantastic for what this it, one wow. game. Yeah, it's gonna say what it, have a CDI controller. So, so I, I've never seen a CDI controller. Like what? What is what is that like? It looks like, like what, what is that? Um, uh, I don't know if you ever seen a, a, a controller for the or uh, eh, that's bad bad comparison. I don't know. It looks like a remote control with with uh, like a circle at the end. There's a picture if if you click that link, you'll see it. But thirty-five bucks, you can get this CDI controller for your Switch and PC. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to get it. Yeah, it kind of looks. Uh, I don't know, just the fact that it has a cord and all that. It kind of reminds me of an uh, old Betamax controller that I had for like a top loader Betamax. Uh, except for that one was funny because it only had like it only had a couple buttons. It basically had like play and pause and like and like fast forward, and that was like it. That was like all you could do on the on the remote and it was connected to the beta player. And if you wanted to want rewind it, you had to go over to the system and click it on there. You couldn't do it on the actual remote. <laughs> it's pretty funny. So that one is coming out pretty, pretty soon. Uh, the game is coming out when somebody needs to, uh, I, think, I think it's March. Somebody needs to use it to beat dark souls on switch. Now with that, with that thing, with the CDI controller, because that's what they do, right? They get that thing and play dark souls. Sure. With it. Even though it only has one analog stick. You find a way though. You can beat it to. Uh, you can use it to beat Trombone Champ. Yeah. So Trombone Champ still still getting the updates. This one I thought yeah, was yeah, kind of. Yeah. This one I thought was cool. I don't know if you looked into it at all, but you can kind of dance mm-hmm. now because like they already they eat. already use the axis where you go up and down, but now you can like tilt it side to side and your character will like move with it. You tried it, John? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it says. Oh, okay. Is it fun? <laughs> Is it fun to make it's your little fun. guy dance? Yeah, games. As fun as it ever was, I just I love how much how much care they're putting into Crombone yeah. Champ. Still updating after I think it's been out for how long? Four months, something like that. Yeah, it came out. Well, obviously, it came out last year sometime during a direct, right? It was a direct announcement mm-hmm. or something. I thought it was one of the later ones, but maybe the ETH, maybe uh, old XE three time. I don't know, but yeah, still adding to it. Still adding more uh, public domain songs in there for you to play. <laughs> Whatever you know. But yeah, I Are you mean, glad that you got it. Now that you've had it for a couple weeks, I've barely played it. I played it once. Yeah, I played it once for like ten minutes, and I haven't touched it since. So I mean, <laughs> that's where that's where I'm at on that one. I'll return to it at some point. I don't know. It was it was loud. I was bad. I was it wasn't it wasn't a good time. 
but maybe it's different in the future. I'll play it again. I mean, I got it on the cheap, so it's fine. You want to laugh when you play it, then you're in the right mood to play it. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of one of those things. I was just kind of drunk, and I was like, "Let's try it." And I was like, uh, "We're gonna turn this off. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in the mood for this right now. <laughs> I can't do this." Are you gonna play the Switch too? Of course, I'm gonna play the Switch too. Who isn't? Or it could be called the Switch GameCube because they've, uh, because they've, uh, you know, uh, whatever, uh, repatented the GameCube name or something like that. Somebody found it. Yeah. What if the new Switch is a cube? Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? Well, they, well, they, uh, they've filed multiple trademarks for the GameCube and GameCube controller and all that. But the newest, the newest uh, rumor is the Switch Two will have an eight-inch LCD screen, which is bigger than the than the regular Switch. Um, but LCD, not OLED. I mean, that's the second time well, we've had some confirmation toward that. So here's the thing, like, uh, and I saw this. I saw some people say this online. You know, people automatically think that, that just because it's an LCD, that it's not going to be a good quality screen. The uh, the PlayStation Portal has an LCD screen, like that just came out. Like, it can be an LCD and still look better than the Switch version. You know, so don't completely lose hope, right. lose hope on it. But, but I'm just—it's confusing to me because I was under the impression that OLED is better. Well, I thought Nintendo was under that impression too because they have a Switch OLED. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, you have to kind of—they're going to have an OLED version that's more expensive. I thought—that's what I thought. Maybe there's going to be two models. Maybe they're releasing one that's yeah. And this is all—I mean, this is the one that they're referring to. This is still all rumor, and depending on how much extra oomph it has or whatever, you know, obviously people would say like, "Well, Nintendo's trying to like." keep costs more affordable because if it has more like power in it then maybe the less expensive screen or whatever but there can but you can make a really good looking lcd screen is what i'm saying so uh i don't know and 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 none of this is true anyway or as far as we know this is all still like rumor shit so whatever i just want it to be backwards compatible that's what i really want but it's just more fodder for us to talk about on here just because we haven't really talked about any of the rumors or anything but the the trademarks for gamecube you know hey Maybe we'll get eventually get a GameCube Nintendo the GameCube Switch controller, yeah. Or yeah, wireless. Well, I mean, they've already done GameCube controllers though. Like they never really went yeah. away. I mean, I guess we never really got like a fully Nintendo licensed one. But there were still other companies made wired ones that you could use on Wii U or Wii or Switch. Yeah. Now you know, like well, they, e- they never they never left. It's like well, the whole the... esports thing. Keep them around for Smash. Mm-hmm. The Smash one is a Nintendo controller. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought I thought they were always a. I always thought they were third party. There are more of those power. The only is Powerade that makes the the GameCube ones. But I think there was like there was like two there was like two waves, maybe three waves of the GameCube controller when Smash came out, and that was it. Yeah. Okay, because Nintendo made the adapter, obviously the one that you couldn't find. Right. But I didn't think they actually made new GameCube controllers, like USB plug, like USB plug ones. They did. No, they they made they made ones with the traditional GameCube plug. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, I like the GameCube. I've talked about it a bunch on here. So any GameCube stuff you want to do, I welcome it. Let's do it. Go for yep. it. This uh, this just happened today at uh, on uh, the State of Play PlayStation whatever thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a Nintendo announcement as well. Sonic Generations is coming to Switch, but it's Sonic it's Sonic Generations X Shadow. So it's having new shadow levels that were never in the original game. I actually really like Sonic. 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 I, I, I really liked uh, Sonic G- Generations on PlayStation 3. I bought it for 10 bucks when the first Sonic movie came out because it was on sale. And it was, yeah, it was. it's basically a mixture of the 3D Sonic and the 2D Sonic. You know, it's like 
it's like new Sonic meets old Sonic is the idea. Like you have the two different Sonics that are from different times and they, and they mix together through timelines. It was considered one of the best, uh, 3d slash 2d Sonic games. And I'm happy to have it on switch because, uh, you should play it. Any of you Sonic fans out there. Uh, yeah, I would get this. I was interested in that at the time and just didn't have the opportunity to play it. It's, it's, this is cool to see some references to both the 2d and the 3d Sonic games. I mean, in the trailer, they showed the famous, uh, a truck going down the street, you know, rolling around the speed of sound. Yeah. That level from, from Dreamcast. And I think some of the uh, shadow levels from Dreamcast and all that stuff. The so shadow levels are, the, are very the dark. Spot. They're, they're all like yeah. black background, everything. Like, I guess they're going to yeah, incorporate there's... a shadow. I don't know anything about Shadow the Hedgehog, but uh, there's always still that little part of my mind that wants to play the GameCube game with the guns and all that. I still want to play that one, even though I'm sure it's awful, but people still. Like have, have a soft spot in their heart for it and all that. It's still, you know. But, I mean, I like Shadow in, yeah, in uh, Adventure 2. You know, I like that on GameCube. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I, I got it on PS3 and I never played it all the way through. And if it was the right price, you know, I'd buy it on Switch again. And those Shadow levels look really good. So, whatever. I'm You know, bring more Sonic games to Switch. It's destined to be my number seven of 2024, I'm sure. Seven or six around there somewhere. If well, I don't know. I normally don't include remakes, but you know, I put Sonic on most of the on most of the lists. But another thing that looks really really cool is Euphoria two or Euphoria the Saga two releasing releasing on March first. I watched the trailer and that that like yeah. claymation animation in there looks real nice. Fantastic! It looks yeah. really really good. It's not the first game to do a claymation style, but I will say that I think it, no. it looks like its own claymation style. Yeah, I mean, we had the, don't forget, yeah, there's the Kirby game that was in Claymation that was really good. I mean, but that was a Wii U game, and that never even made it to Switch. The, um, what was it, uh, Rainbow Curse or Canvas, Canvas Curse was the DS one, right? And Rainbow Curse was the other one. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was really good. I mean, I enjoyed the Wii U one. But, I mean, we, yeah, we've seen, I mean, there's been Claymation games back, going back to Claymates and Clay, Clay, Fighter. Clay, Clay Fighter on Super Nintendo and all that. I think this, these characters lend themselves well to being Claymation, you know, they're just so whimsical. I could see Playmates have made made this game i know they didn't but they could have i thought this it looked re- i thought it looked really good me. yeah i thought it looked really good from the i watched the trailer and i was like oh this looks really nice i wasn't really you know i was kind of just like whatever but it was it went up on my list i don't know if it's 100 percent, but i'm definitely more interested in now that i saw the trailer also really weird crossover announcement dave the diver plus godzilla i don't know how that works i guess i guess godzilla comes from under the water you know he walks up from yeah, the bottom he would of turn the, into of the a ocean. lot of sushi Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that'd be a lot. I hope of, you get to. It'd be a lot of sushi if you could kill Godzilla. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, oh yeah, and Dave the Diver's coming to PlayStation Five also. That was part of the part of this whatever the state of play thing. And uh, what's well, that was it? already on PlayStation. It's not Dave the Diver is not. Oh, it was a it was a Wii it was a whatever it was a Switch exclusive when it came out. Oh okay. But now it's, it's going to come to it's coming to PlayStation like April or something like that. I don't know. Don't quote well, I did watch the PlayStation Save Play, so I guess it did say that. Oh, it, well, it's. I mean, I, I didn't watch it. I just watched a recap, and they said that it was announced that it was. Did you not see Dave the Diver in there? I did. Oh, okay. I just for whatever reason I thought it was already on the PlayStation. It was just they were just announcing the DLC. I didn't realize. Oh yeah, no, it's not. It's only it's Switch only. It, well, it's it's a Steam and Switch only as of right now. So. It didn't make it to any of the PlayStations or the Xboxes. So, I forgot to mention my things that I did this week. Uh, last week, Jeremy gave me, among other things, 
a little a little uh, Lego of uh, the monkey from Sonic the Hedgehog, the one that throws the coconuts. So I put them together. Aw. There you go. And it looks great. I really enjoyed putting it together, too. It's been a long time, probably, I don't know, 25 years since I sat and put together Legos. I was like, man, that's pretty fun. It's kind of relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to... Uh... I wanted to put my little Batman guy together, but I just haven't haven't got to it yet. But it's it's down here. I have it on the table over there. So thanks again. No problem. No one Back to news. I, I haven't played. Uh, I haven't played everybody. Uh, one two switch yet. I was. Uh... <laughs> I've not played that yet. <laughs> I, I didn't want to force it on Jess, but I was like, uh, so we could play it. But I was like, it's it's its own effort to try to figure out how to play this game that I never played before, and it might be really terrible. The first step is to unwrap it, and that's going to be the hardest one, probably. Yeah, I haven't unwrapped it yet. It's still sealed. You have to put it in the. Uh, <laughs> you got to put it in the switch. Yep. I mean, I already have. I some- did put it. My collection of, you know, I got my little book of, of physical Switch games. And oh, so you opened like, it. I did open it. I put it in, in my, my little case. Oh, wow. And, oh, so you're more dedicated than I am. I haven't even opened it. I left it sealed. <laughs> I left it, it sealed. It did feel like a betrayal yeah. to my other games, which I think are of quality and I could be proud of. Yeah. <laughs> There's this one, two switch. Everybody went to switch in there. I think it'll just be funny that it like shows up in your, like once you put it in your switch, it's there forever that. You played it at one point. You played it. What? Yeah. Really? Well, well, I mean, I guess you you can delete icons now off of there. True. Uh, we already talked about if there's a new Mario vs. Donkey Kong trailer showing new levels and ghost levels, and there's like a volcano level two, and looks cool. I'm 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 into it. Uh, Splatoon three, the side order got an official release date. It's coming out at the end of February or February twenty second. So I know you're both kind of interested in that because of the single player stuff it's like it's like a isn't it like a uh isn't it like um what do you call it isn't it like a roguelike kind of like it's it's sort of like uh so. pr- procedural or whatever i don't know we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens i never i never made it through the single player on splatoon 3 and i haven't played it in a long time but i don't know it depends on what's happening at that point in time i hear it's the most approachable of all the single player modes the side order or no, the what the the Splatoon three single player oh. mode. You know what? I that's that's seems to be for everyone other than me, because uh, because I beat the single player on Splatoon one and two no problem, and three I just bounced off of. So I don't know. I I'm, I feel like I'm the only person that likes those single players better, because a lot of people are like, oh well, Octo Expansion was so much better. Couldn't play that either. I played it a little bit. It was too hard, and I just stopped playing it. So. I'm the one who likes the old school ones where it feels more like Mario Galaxy, but I don't know. That's me. Uh, let's talk about a weird thing that Jeremy and I just bought, both bought because it was weird. Uh, Hyperkin made some <laughs> made some food. Well, you bought those some food. Uh, some food. Uh, what do you call it? Food inspired controllers. Uh, yeah. There's uh, there's different ones. Um, yeah, there, there's a hot dog one. There's a sriracha one. There's a Heinz one. There's a mac and cheese one. Uh, there's also, what's the other one? Um, fuck, there's the, there's the Sriracha one. It was all in the Kool-Aid. There's a Kool-Aid one. There's a Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid yeah. one also. That's the other one I can't remember. But, uh, the only one that was available on Amazon was the hot dog one. And I do think, I think the hot dog one's the best looking one out of all of them. That's the one I like the best. I so, did get a chance to look at the others and they just don't compare to the hot dog. And it's an official Oscar Mayer. It says it on the controller. It says Oscar yeah. Mayer on the corner, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and so. there's like, a, and I figured you bought it because it has like the, the mustard like on the very top oh, yeah. of the of the controller and you're a big mustard person. I like mustard oh, yeah. a lot too, so 
And I like hot dogs a lot. So I actually was really intrigued by the mac and cheese one because I really like mac and cheese. But once I finally saw it, it's not great. It's just like a blue controller with like, with like cheese like oozing down the front of it, like with little, uh, little like mac, uh, pasta, like whatever elbow mac in there. And it's just, it doesn't look as cool as the, as the hot dog one. The hot dog one looks way better, but it's like 40 hot bucks. Dog it's like plastic to- too. What? It just tastes like plastic, too. Well, oh, I didn't right. even try to eat it. The sriracha one's kind of cool with the chickens on it, just because it's so random to have a sriracha-themed controller, you know? But I like the hot dog one the best. But you could buy it for... And it's 40 bucks. Like, that's cheap for a controller like that on on Switch. I don't know if it's going to just, like, not have rumble. or I didn't really look at all the I de- doubt it. It, it works it. with everything, too. It's just like a Bluetooth controller you can hook to any... Yeah. Well, probably not PlayStation, but... But it looks... I mean... You could probably use it for whatever, but it, it basically looks like a Super Nintendo with analog, analog controls, which I've said many times is my favorite controller. That's why I like the Apeido so much because it's a Super Nintendo controller with analog sticks, but also handles. But that one doesn't have handles. So one but other I, thing to say about why the hot dog's the best one is because I think the shape is already kind of a hot dog shape. So that's true. And I've seen yeah. Now that I've seen all of them, the Heinz one is really dumb. It's just like it's just mm-hmm. like a. It's just like brown, and it just has Heinz on it. I thought it'd be funny if it had. I don't know, but it's yeah. I think the hot dog's the best one. But like I said, it was John kinda... Kerry gets money from everyone you buy. Does he? <laughs> John because he's married to Teresa Heinz. Oh, I I don't I don't know anything about John Kerry other than I didn't vote for him. Anytime. That's the only thing I know about him. Yeah, I made that was one of my jokes during my mustard stand up set. Oh, about John Kerry. <laughs> I yeah. do. I like that the hot dog. Well, that he flip flops from Nintendo to PlayStation. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that the hot dog controller has mustard on it and not ketchup. It's not the uh, it didn't do the, the the thing that we can't do in Chicago is put ketchup on hot yep. dogs. Apparently, even though I like ketchup and mustard on hot dogs, but I just like hot dogs. They're great. No, but uh, it they they had like this this false uh, scarcity on uh, Amazon because I showed I I put a link on onto the Slack and Jeremy's like oh I bought two of them and then I looked at it and I was like well I'll probably get one just because it's cheap and I just gotten paid for a thing and I was like. Uh, I was like, oh, I was like, well, I'll get one. And then I looked at Amazon. And it's like only one left. There's only one left. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll order it right now. And then I order it, and then I look again, and it's like only twenty left. And I'm like, fuck you. It's such. If bull- you go there now, bullshit. it just says in stock. Okay. Yeah. When I went there, it said it said eighteen left. I was like, you just said one left, and then I got one, and now you're you're just gonna say that until you run out. You know, I feel like all that stuff is fake scarcity. You know, it's like only one left. And then they're just like of that box. And then we got this other one with all these other ones in there, but it was, it was supposed to be like a limited release in, in some way. So, but I was, I ordered it cause I was like, Oh, I could have it for the show, but it's not supposed to be here until next week. I don't know why it's, I thought I was like, Oh, I'll get it in a couple of days, but you're not getting it for a, a week, you know, even though they already charged me for it. So, but I'm excited to see what it looks like. It looks kind of small. We'll see how small it is. We actually get it, but you know, it's, it's like I said, it's cheap for a controller. It's like half the price of a of a like uh, you know Switch Pro controller or whatever. So you never know when one of your controllers are going to go down, or you just want to have a hot dog controller. So there's that. Is there anything else that anybody wants to say on this list, or did we go through all the things that we wanted to say? Let's uh, see. Um, oh, Modern made the worst way to play Super Mario Kart with fixed camera angles. You ever see that? Yeah, I saw that. It's basically like <laughs> Resident. E- it's basically Resident Evil, uh, older Resident Evil meets Mario Kart. It, I guess I read some of the thing. Yeah, the person was like, "I just 
wanted to see if I could just because it's a dumb idea. But yeah, so so I imagine that your steering changes every time you switch to a different angle. I, I don't know if it said that or not, but you know, in Resident Evil, it would always like your orientation would change. So the way you would move mm-hmm. from one to another would change depending on what camera angle, which would always be annoying. Right. In my head, I just think it must be like, play, like you know, it does the little like after you cross the finish line, it kind of follows you around the track and shows it from different angles. So I imagine it's like that. But uh, it seems pretty dumb. What about, uh, I haven't <laughs> tried it yet, but I want to try out uh, Celeste 64. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, it, yeah, it, but it's not cool. on Switch. Yeah, there's a, It's on it, itch.io, I think. Still yeah, yeah it's, it right it's on itch.io. Uh, and it's because it's an anniversary um, of Celeste, right? It's been uh, how many years? Six. Six. Something like that, right? I think it's been six years. There it is. Uh, yeah, it came out. It came out in 2018. So yeah, uh, six years from the 25th. So anyway, it was a Celeste anniversary, and there's like this 3D version of Celeste that's supposed to be kind of like a 64 game. But I think it looks really cool, and I saw people doing crazy moves with it and all that. And I was hoping that maybe Jeremy had played it because you, you know, because I think you're the only one that can because it's not even an itch. Even they said there wasn't a Mac version available, even though it's on itch.io or whatever. Oh. So that's what I heard. Well, then I'll definitely have to try it. Because I think you're the only one that can actually play it. But it, it, it's free. You know, you can play it, but it looks uh, looks cool. I'm interested. You know what came out five years ago? You mean what didn't come out five years ago? <laughs> yes uh, Metroid, <laughs> Metroid Prime, Prime 4's <laughs> reboot announcement came out five years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, that it didn't. nothing came out of that. They just told us that they were reworking it and... I remember when they said that where they, where they were people were like talking about it, I was like oh well it'll be out by 2022 it's like mm, what time is it uh, yeah 2024 still waiting for Metroid Prime Four I need to go to and clip out because I have well it's in my little uh, intro I did for Re- Jeremy's Retro Revival but I have a video of me like actually reacting to that announcement I, I saw that like oh. I watched that video of, of you reacting to uh the Nintendo event, whatever, whatever year that was, but that was before 2017, but that was before the reboot even, you know, that was a different company before it was retro even for, so, uh, yeah, really interested to see what's happening with that. But also I'm interesting with what's happening with the Nintendo direct. I feel like we're going to get one next week. What do you think? Me too. I mean, it's this now is yeah, the right so. time. That's a, I mean, it's no, normally at the beginning I also of think February. With the, the stuff that was in the PlayStation state of play that, is also on switch you know kind of makes sense that they would follow up soon well i figured that since they put out a, a separate trailer for mario versus dk and a demo that that's like not going to be a part of the of the direct at all like it might get a mention but they're just kind of that's why i was wondering like mm-hmm. whether it would come out before or after the release of mario versus donkey kong but i still think it's going to be before i'm saying it right here i think it's going to be next week so hopefully it will be then we can talk about it and all that stuff but yeah, that's been our that's been our episode four hundred and seven. Thanks everybody for listening. And uh, go out and check out. Well, you don't have to go anywhere. Go to your eShop and play uh, Postal Brain Damaged. It's a great game if you like old school first person shooters. Check that out. We've all enjoyed it, and I'm definitely planning on playing through that game all the way through because the levels are really weird. And and, and yeah, the and the 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 enemies get weirder and weirder as you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's that. There's like that one character that's like a whole bunch of arms and legs that like rushes you. Oh yeah, like some kind of Cthulhu thing. Yeah, yeah and and if you collect those posters that you can collect, that'll give you descriptions of like enemies and characters and all that. And I, I collected the poster of that, and it was saying like, 
it said something like, this is much worse than any of the characters from Bloodborne. Like, it even said, like, reference Bloodborne <laughs> I was gonna say, directly. That reminds me of... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny that it said Bloodborne, like, exactly in there. It's like, you've seen the stuff from Bloodborne, but this one's way worse. And it, like, ru- <laughs> it rushes you and knocks, like, half of your health if it hits you. So that's another thing that was destroying me. So it's a hard game, but if you like that, like I do, check it out. And if you want to check out more of our stuff, go to patreon.com slash podcast, And just for a dollar, you can hear all our bonus episodes. For five and above, you can see videos of us right after we record. Or you can see, or, or you can listen to the WART radio. Actually, I've been late for the January one. So I'm just going to do the January and February one together as a double episode like I did last time. So for anybody who's been waiting for the WART radio, that's what's happening with that. Sorry for the wait. But we'll have a full-on two-hour-plus epic episode that'll be out after whenever we record our next expansion pack which should be soon so look forward to that also you can find us on twitter at nintendo underscore domain and at jmax stack also go to youtube.com slash nintendo main podcast and you can watch our uh, joe and i's wrestle chat show that we have on there we had a couple guests this week it was it was fun we talked about create a wrestler creating wrestlers on aw and all that stuff also started putting the Nintendo main episodes on there too, because there's been more traffic on the, on the YouTube. So if you want to look at a static image and listen to us talk, uh, you could go, <laughs> you can go and do that there. I put everything. Well, I, it'll, by the time this is up, I will have put everything from 400 to 406 on there. So you can listen to those and that sort of thing. And yeah, I don't think there's anything else uh, that I need to mention. I'm sure I'll for, remember it after or whatever. But yeah, that's been episode 407. We're your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John there. And thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya. On Friday, which is when this is post posting, September second, September. Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. GG.